0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome to the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast with Matthew Sardo. Take your sticky paws off me,
0: you damn dirty ass.
1: (laughs) Holy sh! they're actually monkeys fighting robots. You can follow us on Twitter at monkeys underscore robots. And on Instagram at Monkeys Fighting Robots. Make sure to download and review our podcast from iTunes and Stitcher. And now, here's your host, Matt.
0: Welcome to the 36th episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots. Woo! 36 in the books. Actually, no, it just started. So, the end of the show, I'll say in the books, and then we'll be good. How is your Comic-Con week going? Two days in, three days to go. There was the Batman film news that broke yesterday. Jeff Johns, Ben Affleck, they're going to co-wrote and Ben Affleck's going to direct. And then the director of Jurassic World has got episode nine of Star Wars. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that on the second half of the show. Since I have to compete with Comic-Con this week for your attention, I figured I would get a guest who has worked on Marvel and DC projects and currently works with Mark Hamill. I mean, do I have your attention now? This is, we got big, big time, big time. I remember Lacey Chabert from her Party of Five and Lost in Space days. I, I love Lost in Space. She was also in the Wild Thornberrys, the Rugrats. She was the original Meg Griffin And who cannot forget Mean Girls? I know that I had a few uh, social media questions about Mean Girls, but, you know, I'd rather talk about voiceover work. So let's talk to Lacey. Lacey, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate
0: it. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Tomorrow, July 11th, Family for Christmas premieres on the Hallmark Channel. Talk to us about your latest project.
1: You know, I absolutely... I love working with Hallmark. I have to sixth my Hallmark movie, and they just been so good to me. And, you know, I love that you always know you're going to get a movie with a positive message. And in this story, I play a character who decides to pursue her career and put her love life on the back burner. And I'm just kind of wondering what would have happened had she stayed with her boyfriend. And she wakes up and... Is living this ultimate reality, I and mean, it, it takes her minutes to figure out what's going on. but she's married, she has kids, she lives in the suburbs, and she really gets a glimpse at the what if, and is able to make a decision from there. And I, I love that idea that you know you really can have everything. It's just a, you know has to do with the path that you take and how little decisions can really shape our entire life.
0: I feel weird talking about Christmas in July, but what makes <laughs> a great Christmas film?
1: <laughs> I feel like. It's like the magic of Christmas. I mean, all Christmas movies are good. You know, they, they typically, like, leave you with a good feeling. But especially if there's a little romance, which this movie has, and there's comedy, which this movie also has. So I think this is a, a, a well-balanced Christmas movie, for sure. But I'm such a Christmas fanatic. I absolutely adore Christmas. I love it. I count the days. I can't wait till it's here. So it's, it's, it's very fun to be a part of Christmas movies.
0: What is your all-time favorite Christmas film?
1: Oh gosh, I have so many. I have to say, every year though, we watch Chevy Chase Christmas Vacation about a mm, hundred times. So <laughs> I've, I've literally seen this movie hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, and it's a family tradition in our house.
0: That's awesome. It's a, that's actually a family tradition in my house as well. So it's, I think it starts right really? around this right new around movie? yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I think it starts around Thanksgiving then it comes out, and it just doesn't go away till probably two days after Christmas.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We're the exact same way. Totally.
0: You've been acting for almost 25 years. How has the industry changed since your early days?
1: Oh my goodness. It's completely changed. Um, Well, parts of it has, I take that back. Um, You know, social media changed everything big time. It's, you know, it didn't literally, it didn't exist when I was growing up in the business. And, uh, it's been kind of fascinating to see the business change, and the fact that you just you kind of just have to go with it and change with it um, but the social I think the social media aspect is something that is is it makes it quite different but I mean it's changed all of our lives and i was I was kind of very resistant to it in the beginning I was like uh, I don't know what I would say, I don't know how I would share with people, and now I love it you know for the most part I mean occasionally you have the haters and
0: that's you know
1: can be kind of annoying but For the most part, people are lovely, and I love the instant response. It's nice to know, like, what people are into, what they're enjoying, what they're not, what they're connecting with.
0: I saw that you were on Periscope uh, for promoting Family for Christmas. Do you like that new application?
1: (laughs) I just did that the last couple of days, and I'm obsessed with it. I want to Periscope all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I could be Periscoping right now. (laughs) It's just really fun to connect with people. There's something about it that... um, it's nice to kind of share your life a little bit, you know, in those ways. And yet you're still in control where you can kind of show what you want to show and not, you know, because my personal life is very personal to me and I've always been very protective of my family. But um, it's, I, I think it's it's so fun to connect with people.
0: You're a successful voice actor. What advice do you have for someone trying to break into the business?
1: I think the best thing you can do is make a great reel. You know, have a great reel, you know, showcase your your talent by, you know, doing different voices and, um, you know, showing people what you can do and showing people your range and then trying to find an agent.
0: You were the voice of Gwen Stacy in the spectacular Spider-Man and Zatanna in the young in Young Justice. Do you have any upcoming projects involving Marvel
1: or DC? Um, I have one, but I'm actually not allowed to talk about it. I wish I could tell you. <laughs> um but I also do another show called Rescue Bots, which is on Discovery Family. And I've been doing that for about four years, and I love that show. We have so much fun together.
0: That's my next question. But can you tell us whether it's Marvel or DC? I
1: literally, I'm scared I'm going to get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I I really am. I think I've I've probably signed paperwork that I'm not allowed to say. But as soon as I can, I'll let you know.
0: (laughs) Okay. Do they have an, uh, I'm trying to think what we can say. Do they have an expectation of like release date? Because I know that DC has announced a few. There are series of film, uh, animated films. that they're they're going to be doing in like an alternate universe. So I know that they made those announcements. I'm trying to think of what else got announced at Comic Con today. Are you at Comic
1: Con? Mm. No, I'm not. I'm in LA. I'm actually laying in my bed right now. <laughs> 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 to be very honest, um, no. You know, what? I don't think I've ever been to Comic Con. I, I I was thinking that maybe I went for if I was Comic Con around like 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, Comic-Con, I think think we're at 45 years right now.
1: Is it really? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I think I went there then for Lost in Space. I just remember we were at a convention, and I assume it was Comic-Con. I don't remember. (laughs) But, um, I mean, I was a teenager. But other than that, I've never been, and I want to go. On Instagram right now, everyone I follow, I feel like everyone's at Comic-Con just but me. I would love to go.
0: Okay, so you can't give us dirt on your upcoming project, but you work with Mark Hamill on Transformers Rescue Bots. Are you, have you bugged him for any Star Wars dirt?
1: No, he's so nice, you guys. He is just like, he's so he's such a nice guy, and he's so funny. And I've known him, actually, for, I, mean, I don't even know how many years. Like, 15 years? Uh, maybe 20? We worked together on, on something forever ago, and our paths continues to kind of cross. And I've always wanted a picture with him, but I'm too embarrassed to ask. So this last time, I finally asked, and... And it was—I was so happy to have it.
0: Who is the best voice actor in the business, and why?
1: Oh my gosh! Um, I work with some of the best on Rescue Bots. I mean, Maurice Lamarche is amazing. Steve Bloom—they're all incredible. I, I, I listen. I can do a few different voices. I generally do, you know, girls and younger or older, but different variations of my own voice. But these guys can do anything. They can do any sound. They can do any accent. Like, I just blows my mind. They're so talented, all of them. I mean, I've worked with and I could give you 100 names. They're all just amazing.
0: And the fans would not let me get off this phone without asking you a Party of Five question. How come there hasn't been a reunion?
1: That's a good question. I really don't know. Um, I really, really don't know. I, I. I think it would be a great reunion. I would love to know what the characters are up to now. But, um, but you know, the, the cast is a group of people that I will always be close with, and we do not see each other for years. And when we do, it's like nothing has changed. I, I love them so much. I was very lucky to grow up and have such great people around me.
0: Was it tough surviving Hollywood as a child actor?
1: I mean, yes and no. I, I was very protected by my family. My parents were very overprotective, which at the time kind of was a drag sometimes. But now I'm super grateful that they were that way and, and you know, help keep me out of trouble. And I, I, I you know, I, I think it's tough growing up in, in general, period. I think it's more tough now growing up with social media and the way that the world has changed. I think I watch my nephews, you know, deal with issues on social media. And it's it's really, it's so much good can come from it. But I think it can also be very challenging.
0: I ask all my guests this question. If you were in a buddy cop film, who would be your partner and why?
1: Um, the first person that pops in my head is Melissa McCarthy. Because I think she's so funny, and I've been a fan of hers forever, like from the Gilmore Girls days. And I just really love to, to know her and work with her.
0: Lacey, thank you so much for your time, and good luck with Family for Christmas.
1: You're welcome. Thank you so much.
0: That was Lacey Chabert, and her film Family for Christmas will premiere July 11th. For those that are listening to this live, that's that's tomorrow on the Hallmark Channel. You can chat with Lacey on social media at I am Lacey Chabert. You got that? So it's time to talk about some news, and I normally look at Facebook trends, but then sometimes I'm just like, uh, oh, it's it's so. So like four days old sometimes Facebook trends. That's that's how bad Facebook is. You know they just they they trend but they trend late. But I still had to click on this one when I saw that a Minion's Happy Meal doll toy curses. Now listen to what this thing says. So this is a Minion we bought the other night. Uh, my daughter got a Happy Meal from McDonald's. With a toy, of course. Originally, we didn't think anything of it until so my wife this morning was moving it out of the car seat and heard something didn't quite sound right. Seriously, I have a McDonald's toy. I'm loving it. My question to you now is how quickly are you going to run to a McDonald's and buy this toy or get this toy so that you have the cursing minion and it's going to be worth millions of dollars on eBay? I am totally going to make a trip to McDonald's today and, and try to get one of the cursing minions because those are actually going to be worth lots and lots of money. I just That's the way the internet works. You have this crazy prize or crazy, you know, kids meal toy. And then, it curses. So, how is this not worth at least a hundred bucks on the internet? I'll let you know. I'll I'll try to get two, one to hold on to for future years, and pass it down, pass it down to my children, and be like, "Here, here's the cursing minion." They're like, "What the hell's a minion?" The, they'll probably be like, "What is a McDonald's?" Because I feel like they might not be around much longer. Because they're going to get sued for the Cursing Minion. <laughs> the big news at San Diego Comic-Con yesterday was late in the day that, or evening, if you're on the East Coast, it's com- covering Comic-Con is kind of annoying, but, it, you know, I mean, it's three hours, but I saw it come up. We got it. We got it on the website and everything like that. Robots.com. I think uh, Dewey, Dewey, I think, got that story up there pretty quickly. He was all excited about it. He's like, yay. And I was like, do you know who Jeff Johns is? Because I know who Jeff Johns is. And so apparently, Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck are going to write, co-write the next Batman film, the solo film. And Ben Affleck's is going to direct it. It's pretty powerful stuff. I mean, Jeff Johns, definitely, after Green Lantern, he needs to redeem himself. But I still remember the comic books. And if he doesn't have 20 million people telling him what to do. I feel like that was his first foray into film. So he was letting everybody else tell his story as opposed to him telling a story and then having a few people tweak it. And this is where I think the next go around with Batman, and you're working with Ben Affleck, and I think he, you know, you saw Argo. Argo was pretty good. My question or my request to Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns is I want them to make a detective movie. He's supposed to. Batman is supposed to be the greatest detective of all time. Make a insane detective movie where he has to solve a mystery, and it's not all gadgets and in special effects and CGI and all that. But like, make a thriller. Make him thrill me. I mean, that's what they had in Batman Forever. The thrill me, kiss me, kill me, kill me, whatever it was you two did. But I mean, like, I want that. I've always said if you give me this, if you give me seven, but instead of Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman, that is a Batman and Robin tail. And instead of it being Batman's girlfriend, I could still be Batman's girlfriend thing. But if you want to go crazy, that would be Robin's head in there. Like, bam, the most insane comic book ever movie ever. So give me a mystery. Have them solve the mystery. The Riddler would be. Awesome! If it was just if they did it right and just made an intense thriller using the Riddler, please do it, guys! Come on, Ben, Jeff, Jeff. We've we've spoke before. You retweeted me yesterday. Come on, we got we're all buddies. Give me a detective thriller. And this is kind of hot off the presses. I don't know. Does podcasting have hot off the presses? I feel like you're always delayed, man. So. A week from now, when you're listening to this, it was hot off the presses when I recorded it, but once you record it, it gets old and old already. But Star Wars news, Jurassic World director Colin Trevorrow has been offered the gig to direct Star Wars episode nine. Jurassic World went insane and, and I actually really enjoyed Jurassic World and it's making tons of money so it makes sense to be like hey this is the hottest name out here we're gonna put him the direct and we're gonna hope that it just things keep right he rides the storm out or he rides the roller coaster of success straight into star wars and they can just keep it running and i like the fact that they have these all-star directors coming in and in jurassic world for me i just enjoyed it had a bad like the script writing and the characters were very stiff like if you took out all the humans, and I say this about a lot of monster movies, if you take out all the humans, the film will be so much better. Chris Pratt. Yay, Chris Pratt. I like Chris Pratt, but he was stiff. His character was stiff. Was it Bryce Dallas Howard's job to be the most annoying person in the world? I, Why was she was just, uh, yuppie, whatever. Oh my God. She was the most annoying person in the world. And she, you know, and, and so you had, and then you had kids. You had kids like, oh my God, it's monsters. we're going to die. No, you're the kids. So you're not going to die. You're actually invincible. Everybody else is going to die around you. But since it's like a PG, PG-13 movie, you could, you could have like messed with the T-Rex and you could have, you could have, whatever the velocir- mega velociraptor, you could have just been like, hey, I'm going to put my head in the velociraptor. And you would in fine because you were the kids in the film and you're never, ever, ever going to die. Oh, man, that would have been epic. Jurassic World. First thing that happens, kids get whacked. It's a revenge tale. Oh, we're going after him now. They killed me. I'm with the John Wick version of Jurassic World where the kids get whacked. And then Chris Pratt is on a revenge mission, Steven Seagal style, trying to, trying to go kill kill the dinosaurs because it killed the kids oh wow that's a uh, that movie needs to get made. <laughs>
1: hey matt we survived another episode oh no
0: once again there are several ways to continue the conversation after the show follow us on twitter at monkeys underscore robots you can look at all our silly photos on instagram at monkeys fighting robots you can follow me on twitter at matthew sardo The biggest compliment we receive is when the subscriber number goes up on SoundCloud. Because we know it's really hard for you to click that button and be like, follow. Do you have SoundCloud? I want your sound off on me. If you're like, hey, man, I don't even know what SoundCloud is. Uh, You know, I'm getting the RSS feed through iTunes where I'm going to your website. Like, what is this SoundCloud? Do I have to have a SoundCloud, like, teaching class? That's enough on SoundCloud. Also, if you get a chance, if you're subscribing to us on iTunes, you know, review would be nice. Maybe a Facebook like, a few hearts. They have hearts. or Stars. Periscope now is screwing everything up with all their hearts. Lots of hearts. I mean, Instagram has got hearts too. So there's hearts everywhere. We like hearts, except for your Mr. Robot. There's a lot of tangents going on today. I apologize for that. If you have an Android device, listen to the show on Stitcher. There's also this great app called TuneIn. Listen to every radio station in the world, plus the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast.
1: Okay, Lunchbox, let's try this again.
0: There are so many people that made the 36th episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots a success. It is in the books, people. Actually, no, we still have more lines to read. Special thanks to Lacey Chabert for calling the Monkeys Fighting Robots hotline. Watch her movie on Saturday. That's nice. Just do it. Watch it. Hallmark Channel. Jeff Shade is the creator of our amazing intros and outros. Jessica Wynn designed the Monkeys Fighting Robots logo. Are you a monkey or are you a robot? And tell me which tattoo I should get first, the monkey or the robot. The staff at Visual Realm built our website and keeps us up and running. To all my friends, family, and the interweb, thank you for joining us for this episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots. And guess what, people? It is in the books. Tonight on News 4 at 5, nothing beats a long hot shower in the winter, but how long do you take? 10 minutes. 20 minutes. If there's music, maybe 30. Heating water is so expensive, so I'll show you four ways to slash your energy bill. Saving you money this winter. Consumer reporter Susan Hogan is working for you tonight on News 4 at 5 with Wendy Rieger, Jim Hanley, and chief meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Getting you up to speed the minute you get home with the day's top stories and changing weather conditions. Working for you on NBC 4 at 5.